welcome to So It's a Show, a podcast where we attempt and always succeed, no matter the obstacles, to keep up with Lorelai and Roy's pop culture references on Gilmore Girls, often making, no, I would say always, making our own better, richer pop culture references than the Gilmores. The Gilmores are going down. I'm Kyla. And I am not Potato Bug. I am a Carrington. In this case, Taylor Carrington. Because the Gilmores are going down. Okay, now that just doesn't feel right. I have to take that back. I would never take the Gilmores down. I'm kidding. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, we are not Jason's family in this scenario. No. We, I mean, we are... We are a family that's so much wealthier and more manipulative than the Gilmores that we're we're not, we can't even be in the show. We have to be our own show. <laughs> oh yes. Um. Would you call us a little soapy by chance? Uh. You know, I like to keep things squeaky clean. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Oh, we soapy. Mm-hmm. Get ready for lots of suds. Yep. And that comes in handy when you get into so many fights that you get, you know, covered in champagne or fall into a birthday cake thing. Normal things like that. Or a lily pond. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mud wrestling. Sounds about right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Oh, my. We we have a a good one to talk about. We have a original show and the reboot. So this is going to be interesting. And we kind of have an unofficial theme at the end of the season uh, that will not last longer than this episode, but of going back to the 80s. We're all about the 80s right now. Totally. Even Annette and Frankie made movie made a movie together in the 80s. Lots of 80s love, which frankly, yeah. I have no complaints about. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I tend to like the new stuff and that's where I come in covering <laughs> the reboots, so. Yes. Um, and this is why we're a good team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, speaking of our favorite show, not from the 80s, <laughs> but in the 2000s, here is the IMDb plot summary of the episode of Gilmore Girls we're talking about today, and that is Gilmore Girls 419 After Boom. Yeah, as a reminder, last time it was tick, 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 boom. Uh, we talked about the tick ticks versus the booms. This is the after boom, you know. <laughs> And it originally aired April 27th, 2004. The plot summary is Luke and Nicole finalize their divorce. About time. Mm-hmm. Lorelai, <laughs> concerned only about Jason, confronts her father on their business problems. Emily, too, questions Richard's decisions and gets the cold shoulder, which is the final straw for her. Jason then decides to countersue Richard, which leaves Lorelai with only one clear choice. Drama! Yeah, what do you think about her going from not supporting her dad and being all for her boyfriend to fully supporting her family? Can't be with you if you're going to sue my father. I... It is a huge change, but it totally fits with Lorelai's character, I think, and... Honestly, I don't know what I would do differently, because if you think your dad's the bad guy, of course I'm going to confront him on that. 
or at least want to, if I have the courage on that. (laughs) But then if my boyfriend is suing my dad and we're not so serious that, like, if she and Jason were married, it would be different. It would feel like, yeah, I got to stick by my man in this situation. But here it's like, we're still in the figuring out stage of our relationship. I don't know how you would work through that. Yeah. How about you? It... I guess it does point to the fact that while the Gilmores have many a fight on their Friday nights, because Friday night is all right, (laughs) (laughs) or something like that, she still clearly wants to have a relationship with them if, you know, they are included in the entire series of Gilmore Girls. So, (laughs) you know, it's it's like they have their arguments, but in the end... um, they're still a family. So, yeah, I guess it just seemed I, – I guess Jason was pretty set in his decision, though, so there wasn't really yeah. a discussion, well, which in and of itself doesn't feel right. Yeah, I, it, it is just a messy situation, to be sure. Mm-hmm. I just don't have enough of an understanding of how the insurance business works to understand <laughs> if that was really you Jason – only Jason's option. Like <laughs> – Maybe it was. It feels like it shouldn't be the only option, but maybe in a small community in Connecticut where you have a limited share of potential customers. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, it is a field I know little about. Yeah. Well, as a reminder, Rory had exited before the boom happened at the end of last episode. So at the beginning of this episode, Lorelai and Rory are on the phone and Lorelai is explaining what went down. Why didn't you just tell them that you guys were dating? Oh, come on. You know why. We were going to tell them when the time was right. Of course, I had no idea we were dealing with the Carringtons. All we needed was a swimming pool and some ball gowns to really end the evening right. This is unbelievable. I leave you people alone for one hour and all hell breaks loose. So, Taylor, were you familiar with the Carringtons? Heck no. I had no idea. This is, uh, (laughs) I'm going in at zero. Okay, same. But, I mean, swimming pool and ball gowns? That sounds like a party. Yeah, I know. its Those two things don't normally go together in my mind, but I do associate them both with parties. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, maybe they could go together. I've never tried swimming in a ball gown as one who at one time was on a swim team. That seems <laughs> counterintuitive because they also, you know, want you to shave your legs f- to improve your speed. So a ball gown <laughs> seems a little excessive, but what do I know? I mean, from this context, you could think that the Carringtons were a family of designers who designed ball gown swimsuits. Oh my gosh. Elsa Clinch. Remember her back in yeah. the day? Maybe they knew Elsa Clinch. Mm-hmm. Could be. But that's, that's <laughs> not that's not the case. Uh, They might have known Elsa Clinch. Who's to say? We didn't check on that specifically. But we do know who the Carringtons are now. Oh, yes. And they like drama, would you say? Absolutely. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I watched the 1980s version of the Carringtons, and you watched the what version? The 2000, 2016 Okay. Brand new. Uh, and their show is called Dynasty. Yes, or Dynasty. 
<laughs> if you want to keep it clear from Electro Woman and Dyna Girl, <laughs> it is Dynasty instead of Dyna Girl. <laughs> yeah. So the version I watched of Dynasty, another option for pronunciation, <laughs> aired on ABC from 1981 to 89. It went for 220 episodes, which wow. is insane to me. And they were canceled in their ninth season, and then they wrapped things up two years later in Dynasty the Reunion, a two-part miniseries. <laughs> this came from producer Aaron Spelling, who was involved with making The Love Boat and Heart to Heart, which we've talked about. Nice. The show starred, and this is a long list of people, but we'll explain why in a bit. John Forsyth, Linda Evans, Joan Collins, Gordon Thompson, John James, Michael Nader, Jack Coleman, Heather Locklear, throwback, <laughs> Pamela Bellwood, Pamela Sue Martin, William Beckley, and Diane Carroll were major players. It won an Emmy for costume design, and it was nominated 23 more times, including for Best Drama. And it peaked at number one in the ratings in the 1984 to 85 season. So it was even ahead of competitor Dallas and the Cosby show. Okay. Another person we've talked about before, Bill Conti, who did the music for Rocky, did the theme song. And hmm. this was just a weird fact to me. Like, how many theme songs do you listen to on the reg? Like, none. None. Okay. Except when you're watching the show. The single of the theme song spent a total of nine weeks on the Billboard Hot 100 and peaked at number 52. What? That's so bizarre to me. Like, does that mean people were going into their local music stores and buying the Dynasty theme song? Which has no TV, words. TV theme songs, to me, they get annoying. Like, you hear them so much. It's like, th listening to the song means I'm having to wait to actually watch this show. Question. Do you think anything with that has to do with binge watching? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely. Okay. Because I feel the same way sometimes, even when I'm, like, watching Gilmore Girls back-to-back, -back, which, mm -hmm. sue me, I know it's sacrilegious to want to skip. The Carol I King mean, song. honestly, though, when Gilmore Girls starts with the intro, I say, okay, Google, skip ahead 48 seconds because I know the exact time. <laughs> That's funny. So. I love that. <laughs> That's funny. Sorry. <laughs> just processing that. I love that you know that. I just took, <laughs> you know, figured it out after a few tries. A uh, few more fun facts about the 80s version. You know I love my guest stars. So some of the fun and cool people, memorable people who were on the show. Rock Hudson. Gerald and Betty Ford. Like, yes, <laughs> President and First Lady <laughs> appeared wow. as themselves, as did Henry Kissinger. Allie wow. McGraw. Barbara Stanwyck. Matthew Lawrence of Boy Meets World, in case you love that yes. show. And Billy D. Williams, a.k.a. Lando Calrissian himself. Mm -hmm. And I found a fun Rolling Stone article that we'll share in our Tumblr. They went through all of the TV shows that defined each president's term, comedy and drama, which I thought was kind of fun. They talked about mm -hmm. how 
the different trends of the shows represented what was going on with the presidency and the culture. Mm-hmm. And so they said that Dynasty was the drama that defined Reagan's second term. Cap hmm. caught up a lot of the culture. And just for fun, here are a few other shows we've talked about that they acknowledged. They said Dick Van Dyke was the comedy of JFK's presidency. Columbo was the drama that defined Nixon's second term. And for Gerald Ford's presidency, it was not Dynasty because the show was not on while he was president. But it was Happy Days for Comedy and The Waltons for Drama. The Waltons was the drama? Mm Mm-hmm. They said that was the show that kind of captured the mood. And then just... Final signing off thoughts, because sometimes Mm -hmm. TV shows lead to other TV shows. (laughs) (laughs) Dynasty did spin off into a show called The Colbys that lasted for Mm. two seasons. It was pretty uneventful, from what I understand. And they also say that shows like Dynasty and Dallas, which we'll talk a little bit more about, paved the way for shows like Desperate Housewives and the Real Housewives series. And it led to a certain reboot. Dynasty circa 2016. Do you remember the ads for the reboot of Dynasty? Remind me. Because I, when we chose to talk about this, immediately I remembered seeing the ads and they just looked so over the top to me. A butler is uh, has a pair of prongs and is choosing diamonds from a bucket putting them in a glass as if they're ice cubes and serving it and serves it to a woman and so it's just like over the top wealth and it's on netflix now it is on season four but season four got put the brakes on because of coronavirus so they only Mm. filmed one episode this spring So who knows if and when that'll be coming out. But the director has said, I'm sorry if it ends on this episode because it does not make any sense to end (laughs) on this episode. So we'll see if that comes back. It seems like it will. But Netflix has all of them. They go right to Netflix once the season is done. So you can watch the first three seasons on there. Are they a Netflix original? They're not. They're on the CW, just like Gilmore Girls ended on. So many of shows that I tend to watch are on there. So, you know, (laughs) I watched, I thought, you know, this time I want to do my due diligence. I want to do a thorough job for this podcast. Uh So so I'm on episode seven of season one. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) These are, you know, 42-minute episodes because I love my drama. I just... I, it just sucks me in. And I've been doing a lot of crocheting. So, like, you know, throw <laughs> that on. Crochet away. Mm-hmm. Just just full of drama. But the cast, not not super notable. Uh-huh. Just kind of. Um, one person who I recognized is the 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 patriarch in uh, Gossip Girl, another show that okay. I, which kind of fits this. Um, but the richest man in that season, in that series was the butler in Dynasty. So kind of mm. interesting to see him go from being the man in charge to not the man in charge. Although <laughs> in a lot of ways, he is the man in charge. Mm. Butler knows all. It won a People's Choice Award for Best Revival Show of 2018. 
It's been nominated for a few other awards like that. Richard and Esther Shapiro, who created Dynasty, they were the they're the producers on this reboot. Okay. And uh, you know, this show I bring up Gossip Girl and I probably will continue to. <laughs> but the same costume designer who worked on Gossip Girl works on this show. And which makes total sense to me. Something I read was you will oftentimes notice the costumes before anything else in every shot. And that's 100% accurate. I was looking straight at what Fallon was wearing, not anything else, mm-hmm. every time she entered. Because the clothing is awesome. I mean, just the shapes and colors. I mean, they are... Well, I told you the 80s version, Perfect. its only Emmy was for costume design. So it exactly. seems like some things are consistent. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think I'm interested to hear, like, once we kind of get more into plot lines and things, it seems like mm-hmm. we might have some lots of similarities. But it the reboot does have a lot of the same stuff from your 80s original, mm-hmm. but it was moved from Denver to Atlanta. Okay. They thought that was more fitting. I don't know. I know there's a lot of movie and TV production in Atlanta, so I have a feeling that was probably an easy decision to make. (laughs) Uh, Atlanta sounds good. Uh, And then there are just like little changes like the new wife of of Blake Carrington is Hispanic in the reboot. His son, he, the father is accepting of his son's homosexuality in the reboot, whereas not Mm -hmm. in the original, which makes sense with the times. Oh, yeah, and one cool thing that I liked was that in the original Dynasty, and you can tell me if this is right, but I read that it was, of course, it focuses a lot on all the characters, but that the women would clash mostly over men, whereas in the reboot, they're clashing over business. Mm. Hashtag feminism. (laughs) (laughs) Well, nothing says feminism like a cat fight, am I right? (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Uh, Sue... We can talk a little bit more about that. I did not watch seven episodes. <laughs> I watched four episodes. And I pretty much just watched, like, something I've learned is if you just scroll through the Wikipedia, you can learn which are the most important episodes mm. of a TV show to watch. And this show is a little tricky because unlike so many of the other shows we talked about, the plot actually kind of matters. Like, Hmm. Murder, She Wrote is literally the same every episode. Hogan's Heroes, literally the same every episode. Mm -hmm. And you can watch them in any order. And they were designed to be watched in any order. Like, they would literally film all of them and then decide the order. (laughs) Dynasty is not that way. It very Mm -hmm. much matters that you watch it in order. Because there's all sorts of drama and people go to court for legal stuff and... So-and-so returns from the past. They have secret children. All sorts of things. (laughs) So I watched the pilot, which, by the way, three hours with commercials (gasps) on television. Can you imagine anyone sitting down to watch a three-hour pilot now? No. No. That is just crazy. crazy. So I started this thing, and then I was doing research while I was watching it, and I was like... (laughs) I read that it was three hours, and I was like, so that's why it's the only episode on this disc. (laughs) Because I checked it out from the library. Because you really can't stream this show anywhere for free. Mm. You have to pay per episode, which is a bummer. 
So I watched that, and then I jumped ahead to the season two premiere called Inter Alexis. And this is when Blake Carrington, the patriarch of the family, his ex-wife, returns to testify against him in court. Mm. Then I jumped ahead to the end of season five. And, wow, things had escalated. Let's put it this way. So now... Blake Carrington's daughter is marrying the prince of a fictional European country called Moldavia. (laughs) The thing is, this daughter was not in the first two seasons of the show, of which I had watched two episodes. And there was another son that I was like, he was not there before. And these are all like grown (laughs) adult children. So it's not Uh like a baby. A new baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so apparently there's like secret children involved. I tried to read up on exactly how these got in there, but I could not figure it out and understand (laughs) it. But then also I kept doing a double take on the son and daughter, Fallon and Steven, Mm -hmm. who it sounds like are both in your show. Yeah. Fallon and Steven, who had been in the pilot and season two. And... I kept looking at them and I kept going, I guess their hair is just bigger because fashion has gotten (laughs) more 80s and I couldn't figure it out. Well, and actually I couldn't figure out where Fallon was for most of the time. Guess what? After watching that season five finale and the season six premiere, Mm -hmm. they had changed actors for Fallon and Steven. Ah. They were different. (laughs) So that cast list... I read you at the beginning, part of the reason it's so long is different actors play the same characters. Hmm. And this is my favorite thing. The guy who played Steven, it changed because I guess the first guy, he was just ready to go off and do other things. Mm-hmm. So the way they introduced this new actor is they had the first actor beforehand he got into this plot it says the writers concocted an explosion in indonesia that left steven unrecognizably altered by plastic surgery just (laughs) i just think with shows when they change actors which i don't like at all i hate Mm -hmm. when that happens it rarely happens though i feel like yeah nowadays but just own it. Like, just don't, just move past it. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll go right along with you. That's well, hilarious. And then Fallon was also a different actress. And to my knowledge, they just changed it and didn't mm-hmm. explain it. However, I, the reason I couldn't figure out where Fallon was, why isn't she at this royal wedding? Where is she? It's because she had amnesia and didn't remember she was a Carrington and everyone thought she was dead. There we go. So, I mean, this show just covers it all. I also read that Fallon was abducted by aliens. Okay, I saw something about that, but when I read the overview of the show on Wikipedia, I could find nothing about that. So, this is a mystery. Okay. I would love to know more about that. (laughs) I thought maybe that was her reason for changing actors was... Abducted by aliens. They oh my gosh. Okay, we have to address this. There's no way we cannot talk about this. I'm going to Google this right now. Dynasty okay. aliens. 
Oh, you want to know about aliens. Let me tell you about aliens, because this is not the explanation for the change in actresses. <laughs> However, it is basically an explanation for nothing at all. Let me just give you a little overview, because this ties into the spin-off show, The Colbys. Mm-hmm. So Fallon, at least in the 80s version, marries the son in the Colby Cole Empire. Mm. Played by John James, who looks freakishly like Army Hammer, and I had to double check that they are not related. As far <laughs> as I can tell, not related. They just, he looks like a Winklevoss from the social network. And that's just a coincidence. But also rich kid, so. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so she marries the Colbys. They spin off into a new show that overall didn't do great, and here's why. She was allegedly killed off at the end of season four of Dynasty, but then she showed up on the spinoff, The Colbys, where she suffered from amnesia, married her ex-husband's cousin, because I guess he thought she was dead, because when I watched The Royal Wedding, John James, the Colby guy, was in love with Allie McGraw. She had a child, continued to suffer headaches and seizures sparked by a paralyzing car accident, and then the show ended its two-season run with one of the most notorious series finale in primetime history. Fallon is driving down a desert road. Her car breaks down, and she's using her car phone to call for help. And she sees a mysterious light appear in the sky. It's a UFO. Oh my. It lands, lowers its door, and... Someone beckons to her to get on to the UFO. And she gets on it. And you would think she'd never be seen again, right? Well, that's how the Colbys ended. But she still showed up again on Dynasty in Season 8. So yes. why not? And they just never really explain it as anything like a dream or anything it just says she has de few detailed memories of her time away but insists to her skeptical husband jeff who had found her along the roadside miles from her car the day after the ufo landing that she had been abducted she even attends a support group for people who'd been swept away by the otherworldly oh my goodness and she ends up marrying the first colby guy again okay I just but she died? She died also? in season four, but really uh -huh. she didn't die. She got amnesia and didn't remember that she oh, was a Carrington okay. Colby. And then she got abducted wow. by aliens, but then she didn't really remember that, and she came back to Dynasty. Just, okay. like, what a treat. What a time. Okay. I do not expect that Fallon will be abducted by aliens on the reboot. Oh my gosh, I hope she is. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Or they should just, like, give a little nod to that. <laughs> so just want you to know you might be really disappointed in the direction the show is going because she might be abducted by aliens you just never know yeah well so a lot yeah a lot of the same characters are in there the colby's right now she's uh not in a romantic relationship but a business relationship with a colby so okay see how that develops because yeah i i might be continuing to watch it <laughs> But, I mean, there's just, like, a ton of fights. 
at public events, sex mm-hmm. tape shared. Oh boy. A dead ex-lover, you know, possibly murdered. Mm-hmm. I left it with the the widow has a gun. I don't know who she wants to shoot. Um, oh, no. I mean, it's just crazy drama. But, you know, Fallon, she, we always end up noticing the strange voices of characters <laughs> in these things that we watch. And to me, Fallon sounds like Elizabeth Holmes, the woman who created that fake business. Oh, yeah, the one who said that she had, you could get a small sample of blood and what was it she claimed you could do with it? Cure all your diseases or something? Something like that. Yeah, (laughs) it it was going to test for a bunch of stuff. So I just want you to hear how she sounds and tell me what you think. I take it you saw my budget proposal? This isn't a proposal, it's a bloodbath. I'm not laying off two-thirds of my people before Christmas. Oh, but we can wait until the 26th. I'm serious, Fallon. Well, so am I. I'm only trimming the fat because we have a balance sheet to consider. Scrooge would have done it. I think you missed the point of that story. No company of mine will ever put profits over people. End of discussion. Ah, humbug. But don't worry. I'm working on another angle. It doesn't sound that unusual to me. But maybe because you've spent more time with the character. It it just sounds like, it just sounds fake to me. How deep it is. Hmm. Do you think they are deepening it in the show? Well, I think the actress might be. Although I suppose I could figure that out with a little search of that actress. But it... She is a, you know, 27-year-old, 25-year-old, I don't know, very young, <laughs> who, you know, is running one company, is the head of something else in the mm-hmm. family business. So it it just seems like they're trying to make her her character very mature and, like, deepening her voice was part of that. Well, and that's also a change from the original, because in the pilot of my show, she specifically says her dad doesn't want her to run her com- the company because she's a woman, which is why she's getting into business deals with the Colbys, because she wants mm-hmm. to be able to use her brain for that kind of thing, and Steven's not really interested in it, but the dad is pressuring his son to try and take over the business. Right. Yeah, so... And, like, yeah, a lot of these plot lines are really similar, so I wonder how much they continue to be. You know, if, like, season one just kind of is close to the original and then they veer off into their own thing, but... Well, I did want to ask, what is the incident in the pilot that just, like, kicks off the whole story of Dynasty in your show? Mm. Well, it's that two things. One, that the dad is marrying a... A work, uh, an employee at their company. Is her name Crystal? Crystal? Yep. Yes. <laughs> Spelled C-R, though. Okay. Mine is K-R. Mm, okay. Totally different. Um, And then also that her ex-lover who was married, but his wife had uh, memory problems, although mm. suddenly they start to disappear. He dies while working so the question is did blake sabotage the machinery or not oh okay 
What about for yours? That definitely sounds similar. In this three-hour pilot. Yeah. <laughs> with, How many things happened? Oh, my gosh. I tried to start writing them down, and I gave up because this there were so many plot threads, and I realized they didn't matter. But <laughs> it is all leading up to the wedding of Blake Carrington and Crystal. K-R-Y-S-T-L-E. And, of course... Some of the tension around that. His kids aren't super excited about him getting remarried. And then also Crystal's ex-lover, Matthew, who works for the Carrington Coal, sorry, Carrington Oil Company, has just come back from the Middle East. And she does have a conversation with him like, do you still have feelings for me? And he says no. And he's married to a woman who has just come out of a mental health clinic. She's been there for like 18 months. There we go. Yeah. But there are also um, a lot of other things that happen, including an oil rig falling apart, but Matthew doesn't die. Mm. He comes and confronts Blake Carrington after the wedding ceremony. And there's just other stuff that happens. Fallon's hooking up with the chauffeur. Yeah, mine too. Okay, okay. <laughs> Let's see. All the hors d'oeuvres at this wedding are shaped to look like animals. That's just a fun thing. <laughs> Fallon isn't excited about the wedding, so she steals the cake topper and eats the heads off the yes! bride and groom. Oh my gosh, that yes, also happened. that happened. Uh-huh. Does Blake surprise Crystal with a prenup? Minutes before the ceremony? Ooh, no. Mm, that happens. And also, this in this episode, Blake finds out or admits that he knows that his son Stephen is gay. And it is, a, yes, he is definitely against this. It's a huge point of contention between them. Um, of note, Stephen was the first openly gay character in primetime television. Hmm. So that was... One notable thing about the start of this show, and in in my show, because the dad was he he wanted his son to be more like manly and do manly mm -hmm. quote unquote his idea of manly things with him, but he um their point of contention was that the son is very liberal oh. and goes and protests things that his dad is doing. Okay, so updated for the times. Mm -hmm. Well, and his homophobia becomes a, a repeat point of contention. And actually, I mentioned earlier in the season two opener, he's on trial. And it's because he kills Stephen's lover at the end of season one. Oh. And I think it's an accidental killing. Like, he's so angry about catching them together that he gets violent and then the reason his ex-wife Alexis comes back is to testify that he did the same thing to her lover when he caught her Ooh. cheating on him. Um, it was that he attacked her lover. And this person was not killed but was severely injured. Mm -hmm. um, however, by the time we get to Moldavia in season <laughs> five, which I did not even mention the terrorist attack. Oh, my Oh my goodness gracious. This whole wedding is basically inspired by Charles and Diana. <laughs> and the secret daughter that somehow showed up, the daughter, I didn't know where she came from. Blake's daughter is marrying this prince of Moldavia, which is so goofy. Just call it Genovia. It's what we all <laughs> want it to be. Uh. 
and like minutes, maybe even seconds after they say, I do, terrorists break in and take over, led by a guy in an eye patch named Yuri. Oh my god. And I just want to say Yuri is my MVP of the four episodes I watched because he seems to be the only actor who knows how ridiculous this show is. <laughs> like, everybody seems to take it a little too seriously, except for him. I mean, he's wearing an eye patch, he works for the government, and he basically is taking over and he just is doing a coup of this fake country of Moldavia. And the season five cliffhanger, because this is considered one of the most memorable cliffhangers of the 80s, it basically, at the end, he and his goons mow down everybody at this wedding. And it looks like any or all of the main characters of Dynasty could be dead. And you had to wait all summer to find out who lived and who died. And Allie McGraw, who is with the Army Hammer lookalike, she is one of the people who die, which kind of makes sense because she's a guest star and she wasn't going to stick around that long. And then the other person who dies is Stephen's new boyfriend. And at this time when his boyfriend dies, his dad is supportive and mm. kind of says, like, you know, I wasn't always comfortable with this, but I'm really sorry. And so that is a just a different, of course, now it is about liberal politics, but in the 80s, that was the thing he and his son, although now altered dramatically by plastic surgery, <laughs> have to reconcile on. Uh, you know, the, the strange thing that I noticed in while watching this was that while all of, while these kids have fights with their dad and debate mm -hmm. and don't agree, their lives are still completely funded by Blake Carrington. <laughs> yep. So, like, they're living in his house. Now, granted, Fallon just got kicked out, but guess what? She's going to go right back. I mean, mm -hmm. it's not going to last. Even mm -hmm. though she's now working for another company and she's 25, 26 years old. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, although I guess, like, why buy your own house when, why buy your own place when you probably get a whole wing to yourself complete with mm -hmm. servants? Like, you do have a lot of privacy. Mm-hmm. So. At least in the original show, I think the number of rooms they said was in this mansion, as shown on TV, of course, was 48 rooms. Was that what they said they had in there? It's a huge estate. They also have horses. And they have a lily pond. Have you seen anything about a lily pond in your research? Mm, no. There was a fountain and... And ours. Um, and the at new one. any point, did Alexis and Crystal get into <laughs> a fight and fall into it? No. Because uh, that definitely happens in the Lily Pond in the 80s version. Drama. And now is Alexis her... Who is Alexis? Alexis is the ex-wife. Oh, right. Okay, originally so she comes. entered... She, okay, so she comes back to testify, and she kind of became the star of Dynasty mm, after okay. she joined the cast. And the creators, who we talked about, the Shapiros, mm -hmm. another husband-wife team like Amy and Dan, mm. they said basically 
The direction of the show, especially when Joan Collins showed up, really changed from what they had originally designed the show to be. Originally, they were intending the show to sort of be about the rich people versus the working class people. Hmm. But they said they got feedback pretty quickly. Basically, everybody just wanted to be in the mansion. (laughs) They said they don't really care about the oil fields. They don't want to see the people who are hard workers they really just want to see the rich people fighting Mm -hmm. so they basically just moved it into the mansion and then matthew and his daughter die in a car crash in the middle of season three however he returns in season seven because that's how this show goes and his wife basically becomes crazy Like, originally, it was more this, like, really, like, thoughtful take on mental illness, from what I could tell, about how she was trying to, like, reintegrate back into her life Mm -hmm. after being in a mental health clinic. And then, apparently, she just goes nuts. And when I'm watching this wedding in Moldavia, I'm like, why is she here? Like, she was married to that oil field guy, but she marries into the family. She gets real over the top. Mm -hmm. So, anyway show definitely changes directions when Alexis shows up. Hmm. Yeah, she, I think she appears in season two of my show, if I read right. So she will come in at some point. Um, But, you know, you were talking about actors changing, and actually the new wife, Crystal, gets a new actress in season two. Oh, interesting. Do you think she will have had... A life-altering incident that leads to cosmetic surgery. I mean, that'd be pretty funny if that was the case. I hope so. <laughs> or do you think she'll have been abducted by aliens? Even better. Mm-hmm. Well, when you get to the first huge cat fight, you need to tell me about it. Because apparently this became such an attraction for the show, these fights between Crystal and Alexis, that the press was invited to come watch the filming. They were oh, just such buzzy events. And apparently Joan Collins and Linda Evans had a lot of fun doing them. That's hilarious. I have important news for you. My important news is when you get to season three, you will see this Lily Pond cat fight recreated. Yes. We will include clips in our tumblers so you can compare side by side but i just want you to know the lily pond fight is going to happen for you and maybe we should play some side by side clips here so you can compare and contrast love it get out i know what's wrong with you the empty-armed madonna mourning the baby that she couldn't have and the baby that she almost got to adopt gone now that is it isn't it oh you miserable bitch they say the mind is the first thing to go but in your case it might be the third thing after in men and fashion sense. Now that I know that it wasn't Mac who fired the bullet that killed Mark, and it certainly wasn't a hunter on our property, I wonder who did. What are you blathering on about now? You lied to sneak into the manor yesterday. You lied to get in today. 
But worse, you lied about seeing Mac on a day he wasn't even in town. You can't prove any of this. No! Well, now we both know I don't need to, since I have this. Who doesn't carry in this state? It was you. You killed Mark. I was aiming for you, you bitch. And I am sorry I missed. What the devil is going on here? Will somebody tell me? Are you going to answer me, Kristen? Are you going to answer me? Well, all right, I'll tell you something. I will not have this. No matter what the provocation is, I will not have my wife acting this way. A common brawl in a lily pond with her. Like a couple of female mud wrestlers. I won't stand for it, do you understand? There are some, not quite as epic as that, but I have seen some good Crystal and Fallon fights. But even on episode one, they are going at it. Fallon mm -hmm. rips the sleeve off her wedding dress. Mm -hmm. And luckily, though, she has another beautiful white dress she can wear instead. Oh, <laughs> thank goodness. Uh. <laughs> Man, I can't wait till I get to marry Rich and have a backup wedding dress just in case. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. Well, one, one better thing about behind the scenes, because your point about fighting over men was definitely a real thing in the original <laughs> dynasty. And as we talked about Fallon as a character was limited in her role in business because she was a woman. There were at least some better stories behind the scenes. So Joan Collins said, we were really the first generation of women on TV to empower ourselves in the way we acted and the way we dressed. So they had some ownership of that. And she also was a pioneer for the quest for pay equity. So she tried hmm. to get her salary to equal her co-star, John Forsyth, who played Blake Carrington. Unfortunately, he was contractually guaranteed to always have the highest salary. But oh my, that, she, why would that be in a contract? That's despicable. I have no idea how contracts what? work, but that is, is that apparently normal? the case. I don't know. But she Jeez. did, however, manage to get big raises throughout the show. So it sounds like Good. they were open to hopefully compensating her for what she deserves. It seems like she was pleased with how they handled it overall. So that is at least one positive thing. And another positive thing about the show, we're not going to pretend that this show was a groundbreaker for diversity in any major way. Mm -hmm. The... Um, <laughs> There was not a lot of diversity on many shows in the 80s, Dynasty included, but one more positive angle to it is that Blake Carrington has a surprise half-sister, as these shows go, who is African-American, and it was notable that she was a powerful black woman on this show who did not play a servant or a housekeeper, which was kind of considered out mm -hmm. of... The norm at the time, which that's a very low bar to clear. Like, let me Incredibly. make it clear. We are not <laughs> touting this as like the be all end all of diversity by any means. But at the time, that mm -hmm. was unusual. So 
I think we can definitely rag on Dynasty for some of its portrayal of women and that this show is generally probably not the most healthy depiction of families and is kind of garbage, but at least they weren't at zero, question mark? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, on the reboot, uh, I say of course because the CW has definitely made an effort to include people of many backgrounds in their Mm -hmm. cast, at least, you know, from what I've been noticing on shows. Mm -hmm. Um, So a lot of, like, the Cole... What's the rival family? The Colbys. The Colbys. So they're a black family on the reboot. And Fallon's best friend... Oh, yeah. Is she a Colby? Yeah. So um, that's her best friend. Yeah. So that's definitely part of it, which is great, as it should be. But it's just amazing that in the 80s... There was a powerful black woman on a show. Yeah. And then now in 2020, in the latter half of the year, we're getting black shows put back on Netflix. And yeah, how how the entertainment industry keeps trying, kind of. Yeah. Uh, but it, it seems to just be based on trends and not true change, you know. Yeah, it is so hard to know what people are thinking when decisions are made, of course. And it was just interesting, too, in reading these articles, looking back, a lot of these reflections on Dynasty's legacy compared to Dallas, which was another primetime soap about a wealthy family in (laughs) Dallas. Go figure. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And Dynasty was introduced on ABC, meant to be a competitor to that show. Hmm. But that kept coming up in the reflections comparing these two shows is like at least Dynasty had at least one African-American character, whereas Dallas was so white. So Mm -hmm. it is just a positive thing that at least we are not having that same discussion about Dynasty today. Now, (laughs) as we've talked about, and as you know, there is still a lot of work to be done, but um, that is at least one positive thing <laughs> i guess yeah it's so good hard job, to... dynasty you did a thing <laughs> i know and it's like so hard to say like good job when you know that there's so much more to be done but uh, i think we understand just i don't know we always say a sign of the times you know yeah. it's in the for the 80s <laughs> yes uh, speaking of uh, lack of diversity in a show, should we talk about how this fits into the world of Gilmore Girls? Oh, Bells? my goodness. <laughs> uh. Yes. Well, not to make light of it, but that is a conversation point about Gilmore Girls mm-hmm. worth acknowledging. And um, with even the shows we love are not perfect. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, we, we bring that up every once in a while. The imperfections mm-hmm. of Gilmore Girls. Like, we talked about the fat shaming in Gilmore Girls. Yes. They make way too many fat jokes. Even today in an episode I watched, it was at Sherry's baby shower. Mm-hmm. And one of her friends said, you and Christopher are the poster children for Aryan breeding. <laughs> and I forgot about that line. I was like, oh my gosh. So there are certainly going to be misses. Yes. And at least in that case, I hope that is meant, I haven't watched that episode in a while, so hopefully that's meant to be a comment on Sherry's friend's priorities, and I do not think that is a reflection of no. 
the show's viewpoint, but yes, it does feel a little weird. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, not going to be perfect. So we recognize that. But uh, at, the, at the same time, I think there's also, we get to see Amy Sherman Palladino's work continue. Mm-hmm. And Marvel's Mrs. Maisel is, is leaps and bounds ahead of Gilmore Girls and a yeah. lot of social issues. So, you know, yeah, it's good to see that that change happens, not just for like entertainment industry as a whole, but for individual creators. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, but the dynasty, how does this fit into <laughs> Little Stars Hollow? All these wealthy people, mm-hmm. way wealthier than the Gilmores. Well, and clearly since this episode was in 2004, they would have been thinking of the 80s dynasty. But it is interesting to me that the 2010s dynasty is pretty darn close, it sounds like, in yeah. premise and setup of the show. It really is. Just, you know, they had cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, times are changing. <laughs> I want to say, do you think this is related to the lily pond? Oh. So they are talking about mm. ball gowns and swimming pools. And I know that's not exactly the same thing as a lily pond. Mm-hmm. But in these clips we will post in our Tumblr, you can see Alexis and Crystal are wearing some glamorous gowns. At one time, Alexis is hitting Crystal with her hat in this <laughs> lily pond. And it's this huge sun hat. Of course, also wet because they have already fallen into the lily pond. Yeah. So do you think it's a comment on that? I think so, also because, I mean, that is a common uh, visual in in TV and movies is, like, people in formal wear <laughs> getting shoved into pools. Like, how many times mm-hmm. have we seen that? It happened in La La Land, but that was, everyone wanted to go in that pool, it seemed. <laughs> I did think of the OC at several times when I was watching the mm-hmm. show, mm-hmm. because it's another show about a rich family Mm -hmm. with pools yes and i'm pretty sure there are several points where people fall into pools clothed yeah throughout Uh, the series princess Princess bride uh or no no not princess bride princess diaries too yes they and actually it is like a little lily it is a a little like fountain with lily pads in it oh my gosh (gasps) was that a nod to dynasty i never picked up on that so it is a comment, like, I would certainly go to, it It does paint, especially after you watch Dynasty, you're like, oh, it's rich people, fancy wear, they're, they don't want to be in a pool, it's a fight. <laughs> you know, they're getting yeah. shoved into the pool. Yeah, I think that was a really good, good use of Dynasty, because it is all about the fights. I mean, oh yeah, left and right. Well, and like... The Styles and Gilmore families. The Carringtons and Colbys are fighting over business all the time. They are rivals in a much larger scale. But doesn't suing and countersuing and backdoor dealing sound exactly like the Carringtons? All these things that yeah. they are doing in this insurance yes. biz. Yeah, because it is their two, like, family businesses, and they were rivals for a bit, 
but now Richard and you know Jason was like Fallon. He's going over to the other, the other family, rival family, goes to the Gilmores, and then it twists, you know, flip flops, and now mm-hmm. Richard is with back with yeah. the rival family. So yeah, that is so, so fitting. Plus, this is the episode where Richard and Emily find out Lorelai and Jason were secretly dating. Mm-hmm. That feels like a primetime soap totally. storyline. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the wives of these husbands, they get into their own little tiff. They do not yeah. fall into a lily pond. No. that I couldn't see that happening with Emily Gilmore. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. That, that person would be dead if she got shoved into a lily pad. A lily <laughs> pond. <laughs> well, one other reference to Dynasty I wanted to mention. And this is sort of a cheat. So call me on it if you want. <laughs> I have never seen the unaired pilot of Gilmore Girls. Oh. In which, among other things, there is a different guy playing Dean. I've read about it. I've never seen it. Mm-hmm. I've never found a way to watch it that makes me feel like I won't get a virus on my computer (laughs) just for perspective but I did find the script on the site we usually reference for our scripts for the unaired pilot in this pilot there is a note when in the scene where Lorelai is asking Richard and Emily for money for Rory to go to Chilton there is a note that Richard crosses to his very Blake Carrington bar and pours himself a drink. Ah. Uh, Does that not seem perfect? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, scaled down, like, seriously, a thousand percent. That mansion is crazy, but... <laughs> yeah. You have like, seen that mansion. Yes, I mean, I have. I visited that mansion. I yes, got did. nearly chased away from that mansion by the, <laughs> uh, the Carringtons living inside. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he is. It's still that aura, that, that vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Comparing him to Blake Carrington, I do not think he is nearly as evil as Blake Carrington and murderous. conniving. Yeah, not as murderous. <laughs> but there's definitely some crossover. Mm hmm. Yeah. Business is, you know, like the most important thing to him. He can't stand to be retired and Mm -hmm. he will cross someone for his family. Mm -hmm. Because he does make the point, you know, this is our retirement money. Like this is for our own livelihood. Like Mm -hmm. getting sued will screw us. So he's going to hurt Jason. Yeah. To ensure that doesn't happen. So, Kyla? So, Taylor? That's our show? That's our show! (laughs) I just want you to know that I would never uh, sabotage your car or toss you into a lily pad um, (laughs) because we were rivals. Just want you to know. Speaking of low bars... That is a low bar to promise you will not push me into a lily pond. Thanks. Uh, you're welcome. You're welcome, Taylor. Unless, you know, unless we're, it's at a pool party and we're um, not wearing ball gowns. Unless yeah. they're ball gown swimsuits, like I said. Yes. Uh, if you are a designer of ball gown swimsuits, please reach out to us. 
-hmm. We would happily promote you and give you a discount with the code So It's a Show. <laughs> Love it. Yes. Before we wrap up today, I wanted to give a shout out. And Kyla did too. She's just not speaking at the second. <laughs> <laughs> wanted to give a shout out to a very cool listener. Not named Kyla, but named Kayla. And <laughs> Kayla, we wanted to thank you so much for your just very kind email. It just mm -hmm. made my heart glow. She said that she loves listening to our podcast. It makes her work days fly by and is learning a lot. And that we are definitely making her to-be-watched pile grow. Which <laughs> awesome. is, is that not You're the welcome. story of Gilmore Girls. It just makes you want to watch more. I also love when people share the stories of how they started watching Gilmore Girls. She says she and her mom watched it together back on the WBCW so days. Have that have that same story. Mm-hmm. With their moms. Same. That is my story. And mm -hmm. they would always make sure to talk about it, even when she went away to college, and she thinks it's been on repeat ever since. So I just wanted to give a shout out to Kayla because that email was just the sweetest yeah it it made my morning because i actually when i um looked at it i also got a disappointing email that same day that made me sad <laughs> and so then i got to read this one so that like totally counteracted the first one so thank you kayla and also we are uh, gonna take the suggestion that you made wink wink and uh uh-huh only you know uh for a, a fun episode coming up very soon yes which we will disclose at the time we mm -hmm. do it to everyone oh yeah and it will be no surprise to anyone <laughs> <laughs> no we've talked about this before she's just mm -hmm. supporting an idea yeah so thank you kayla for giving us that final push uh yeah leave us a review on itunes send us an email at so it's a show at gmail.com we're on twitter at so it's a show mm -hmm. we're on tumblr lots of details in our tumblers about in our tumblr about every episode you can watch People lily pond fights why not why the heck wouldn't you see all the fashion gotta yeah. check it out mm -hmm. until then here's a teaser for our next step the fact is, there is no such thing as a lack. Come on, think about it. It's there when you're sitting, but it's gone when you stand. So where does it go? It doesn't go anywhere. Meaning, it never was. So a lack is just an illusion. Whoa, the way his mind works. Uh, it's something else. Where have you been? The bathroom. It's best to use it before the puking starts. You left me hanging with the lords of Flatbush here. Sorry.